everybody. You're listening to another episode of The Freak Show. I am your host, Adam, and we are on the air. I don't know why I said that. I just did. I have no idea what to do for my intro, to be completely honest. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about childhood trauma and how it affects us into adulthood and all sorts of other things. Yes, that's right. I, that means I've been studying Freud, Erickson, uh, the Piaget, I can't even say the name, Piaget, I, can't, I don't know who that is, uh, the different theories of child development and how the different stages affects our uh, overall being. And, and yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, there's really no other easier way to say that. Basically, it's lifespan development, how it affects us and how we uh, grow as adults. So that's what I'm talking about today. That's what I'm going to be rambling on. Plus, I also had some drama myself. Not trauma, drama. I know, they sound the same. I had some drama. And I'm going to talk a little bit about ethics here. And just kind of, you know, as an adult, how you can react to these things and how you can... Uh, I mean, that's also seriously the simplest way I can say it. I, I keep trying to get more detailed than I have to be. Uh, probably because I'm just reading a lot of... Uh, textbooks and, and articles and stuff and there's a lot of references and context and you got to read like five pages just to understand one point of an entire document it's really driving me crazy i also got to do a couple projects uh a couple book reports yay book reports i am going to be doing one on the biography of c.s lewis and so basically applying psychological theory to those and then i'll be doing the same thing to uh, the Joker from Batman. So that'll be pretty sick. I think. I think that's going to be cool. But yeah, so let's first start the show. All right, so you're probably listening to this sitting there on the bus, on the on the bus i i was gonna say train but who takes a train anymore to anywhere these days i want to take the train the train sounds fun um i might be able to isolate myself and do nothing for hours what would that be like insert the magical chime sound all right so anyways you're probably sitting there going how does childhood development have anything to do with me how did that mess up my life if not, that's what you should be thinking because that's what it implies, that your life is messed up now and you have nowhere to go except down. Everything just gets terrible, 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 terrible. You know, you hit 45, maybe you have regrets. Uh, maybe you think, you know, what did I do with my life? Why why am I here? And it has to do with the, the comfort level of our coping mechanisms and input. And are we willing to explore? Were we allowed to explore when we were a child during those definitive years? Primitive. Affirmative. I really got my words mixed up today, so forgive me. All right, so it starts out in the early childhood stages. If you haven't read any of the material by Eric Erickson, uh, Carl Jung, Freud, uh, who's somebody at Bandura, uh, Pia Piaget. I, I can't even say that one. I, I just look at it and I go, Piaget. That's how I pronounce it, Piaget. So I don't even know if I'm doing that right. And we'll see. 
I, I think it's Piaget or Piaget or I'm probably overpronunciating it to be completely honest. But anyways, uh, just to you know, make that very awkward for myself and everybody listening. Okay, so our first stage is when we're infants, one to two years old. And these are the years that we are learning to trust. This is what's important. We are trusting what's going on around us. And if we're fearful of that, we tend to develop a distrust, un uncertainty, insecurity, even as an infant. You know, so when things scare us, so loud noises, parents fighting, yeah, the baby picks that up. You know, if it scares it, I mean, if it scares the baby, of course. And, and this means that it's a mother's job to nurture a lot more than, than a nature from a nature perspective. Because that's going to, you know, help the development for the next stage, which is uh, toddlers, two to four years old. Um, you know, there's auto it's autonomy versus shame and doubt. And when you're a child that's two to four years old, if you're allowed to be encouraged, explore, play, um, then then you tend to develop a security. You, you kind of go forward with things. If you're always told no and kind of shamed for your activities and actions, then perhaps you're going to be, um, you're more than likely not to explore and to try new things. You're going to be timid and in, in feeling insecure about all those. Uh, the next is the industry and versus inferiority age. It's school ages 5 to 12. By the way, um, this is the eight stages of development by Eric Erickson if you uh, want to look up more on who has these different traits. Um, so these are this is the ages from 5 to 12. This is when you're, uh, if you're giving constructive, if you're allowed to pursue interest and you're giving encouragement for it, uh, it will boost your confidence, boost your, boost your self-esteem, boost your intelligence. It'll boost your interest in, in general. Whereas if you're put down for it, you're going to lose interest. You're not going to be willing to do it. And it can develop symptoms that look similar to ADHD or ADD. And these are typically found in homes, sadly, that are lower income. And, and then also a version of it at higher income because you're not conforming to the way the parents want you. And this is even more important during um, uh, the adolescent age of 13 to 19 years, which is when we try to find our identity and trying to figure out our role in life. And if we are allowed to kind of explore ourselves and try new things and explore things that we have interests in, uh, we will find our identity. But if, if we're you know, told to conform to the parents' rules, you know, if we're, if we're just always being forced to conform and live the way they want us to live without any ability to explore mistakes and explore uh, new things for ourselves, uh, we tend to become isolated. And we will end up separating ourselves from the rest of, you know, basically the rest of society or being different from the norm, which then we get a lot more negative feedback. And it just keeps, it's a ripple effect. It just keeps cycling. And keeps happening you know we uh when we start dating it's going to affect how we interpret relationships you know and that's important based on the role models that were before us too how did our parents have a relationship because that's ultimately what we're 
uh, taking in as this is how you have a relationship. And I, I can say that I was victim to that. Okay. I was horrible at relationships. Um, I had way too many. And yeah, no, I didn't treat anybody the way I really should have. Now, keep in mind, my intention was to treat them well. So it wasn't necessarily that. It wasn't that I was deliberately hurting them or doing anything I shouldn't have. I didn't treat them with a respect of, uh, I don't know how to put this, intelligence, equality, uh, mutual interest. I was always insecure, so it was more selfish on my part. You know, if someone didn't love me, I got overly emotional about it. So it's, it develops into insecurities. It develops into, but by the time your brain matures and you hit 25, things start to change a little bit and you start thinking about things slightly different. When you're stressed, especially um, from a young child, it's, it gets in the way of your learning receptors. This emotional, it blocks all the neurons. And in a good representation is when you're having traumatic stress or emotional stress that this imagine the connection of these little fibers not firing anymore because that connection is being blocked by the intense emotion the intense stress and that also gets associated with anxiety or PTSD or any type of traumatic disorder so the things to look at is how are we presenting ourselves are we aware of everything we're doing there is uh, a new thing I've been studying, and it's um, unintended bias. And it's something that we use when we have to diagnose a patient. And sometimes we will forget about our cultural experience, and we'll also forget about theirs. We'll also forget about their upbringing as a factor in diagnosing a, a patient, if they really have a post-traumatic stress disorder, if they have anxiety, etc., so, and, and that relates to all other aspects of life in general. Like, it, it also has to do with age. It also has to do, so these biases uh, are necessary to be aware of. Now, we do this in life sometimes without thought. We, we have an action with the best of intent, and sometimes we're kind of wrong. This is seen a lot with the president. He's not racist, guys. Okay? And even by definition, he's not even close. Now, the things he says could be unintended bias, and that's part of, um, as a culture that we tend to do in America, whereas other cultures might be more aware. Other cultures within America might be more aware, such as in Chicago or such as in uh, Atlanta, heavily populated areas where that was a, a thing. In areas where I am, it's not. And, and in areas of the overall U.S., you have the right to pursue happiness and you have the right to pursue any career that anyone else has. However, that doesn't automatically mean it's equal for the whole entire species or race or gender. It's not a blanket. Also, you know, you're, if you're having a belief system, it should be based on something solid, a solid grounding, a solid message. So it's very clear of what you're, you know, protesting, or it's very clear of what your message is that you want to get across. The multiple genders, there's no base or, or solid ground on that. Um, also, it, it also works with like your social, your spiritual beliefs, your social beliefs, etc. Uh, I, I recently had a conversation with somebody and their spiritual beliefs were that they believed in ghosts. They believed in 
spirits they believed in uh, when someone dies that they're literally there talking and watching you. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. Okay. I, I understand that. That's a, that's a, uh, it's a thing of the mind. You know, it, it wants it so badly. It's kind of manifesting a uh, relationship in a way for you to comfort yourself. Now, that's, that's a coping skill. It's a coping mechanism. And that's okay. The hard part is, is it then messes with our beliefs. And our belief system gets messed up. Sometimes we put faith in that. And now we have an unsolid foundation. And now other things are going to start to get influenced and messed up because of it, because we're not coping. Okay, it affects everything. So when we, uh, let, me, let me go back to where I was because I kind of got sidetracked. The intimacy that we're going to um, express while we're in relationships and while we're in our adulthood is going to be based on our, our predetermining factors of when we were children and adolescence. And a lot of people think, ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, this doesn't matter. I can do this. And my kids are going to turn out fine. You know, uh, for instance, if you hit your kid, if you hit your kid, you are no longer the person to trust, which is what was established when, you, when they were one or two. Right? When you hit your kid, uh, you are now becoming this person of fear, insecurity. What are you disciplining, disciplining them for? You know, it's all important things. Now, I know it sounds like I'm scrambling this a little bit, uh, but the overall picture and the overall idea is that by the time we get to adulthood, we should start to kind of get it together. You know, we don't have to follow the influences that cause us to have bad decisions, to have uh, regrets later. So when we hit 30 and 45, no longer are we... Uh, kind of going, oh man, I, I, what did I do with my life? I totally messed this up. So there's benefits to having um, someone there to kind of help guide you, especially if you lack this, like I did. Okay. And that's, you know, the, that comes in the form of coaches, mentors, uh, therapists, psychologists, etc. They're They're there to help you, help you figure it out. And it's okay to ask for that. Or if you, if you're not that person, just write it down. Write down your goal, write down the steps to get there, figure out how to get to that next step. It's a, it's a simple process. Now, the benefit is, is that if you have a, uh, another mind, a second party or a third party to that, they can help you define that even more because perhaps you're not thinking, you know, as well as you think you are. And that's okay. That that's, you know. A vulnerability that's a good one to have because then you're going to develop a ability to problem solve as you go without without necessarily always having to ask but i as a i'm a graphic designer on the you know by by trade so a lot of what i do is i always have my work checked numerous times what do you guys think what do you guys think am i missing anything does anything look weird um all the time always having my work checked or, hey, how cool is this? You know, and, and sometimes I just package it like it's like I'm not even asking for advice. Sometimes I get stuff back that says, oh, hey, I noticed this. And uh, you got to make an adjustment. Now, when it comes to my psychology and coaching, I get very little feedback. And I'm not sure why I'm getting less feedback from that than I am from graphic design. So 
that's an instance where I would need a third party or a second party to tell me kind of from an outside view what's going on here because I can't figure it out. And that's being an adult. I just want to put that out there. That's how being an adult is. It's figuring things out. It's not just going along with the flow. It's not, I'm 40 years old, so you listen to what I say. I have experience, or I'm 60 years old, and listen here, you you whippersnapper. I, I will, yeah, because 60-year-olds are saying that now. It That's not what it is. Anytime someone does that, instantly, textbook narcissism, you know? It, it has nothing to do with your age. And if you have the experience, you wouldn't be having anger or uh, insecurities over things. Insecurity being the key word there, not, not necessarily anger. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about anger and the response. When is it okay to be frustrated about something? And why does everyone always tell you, well, they, their heart's in the right place. They have the best of intentions. And you're like, yeah, but what they just did was wrong and it upset the shit out of me. I'm like piss angry right now. So I recently had an encounter and, and this was a confrontation that I didn't, it wasn't on my end. It, I was the respondent. So I'm part of a uh, organization and it's not Illuminati <laughs> folks out there. Um, I'm part of an organization of coaches. Okay. And one of these things is uh, it's a, it's a small little exclusive group of about 25, 30 of us. Now, we're also managing almost 5,000 people now, which is insane as part of this larger group. So we're kind of like the uh, more or less moderators of the group. So I was called out because I, I had developed a discussion around web design because we have a lot of coaches and a lot of people getting started that want to just know, how do I create a website? That's like one of the questions I always get asked. And I'm a graphic designer, so it's right up my alley. It's like, yes, all right. I will help you, person, because I'm a superhero of graphic design. Not really. So, okay, so the post gets put up, and it says, I thought all items regarding business items uh, were a no-no. How come we've got a discussion happening about how to create a website? Did I miss something again? Now, I took huge offense to this. Because first of all, you know how hard it is to come up with a discussion topic that has to be different every week, that has to relate to certain material and have a certain criterion. So I, I tried very hard. Now, what upset me most is this was put in a public forum instead of going to one of the administrators, one of the bosses. Why wasn't it kept between us? I mean, it should have been three people involved, not not 15, not, not the whole group. Very unadult-like. So I defended myself. I defended everything. I took the humility. But I didn't feel that it was uh, ended. I didn't feel that was the end of it. So what I did is I went and I, I confronted her and I kind of asked a question. Uh, any discussion ideas for this date or perhaps you could host one another day? I'm trying to pro provide more content for newcomers or, or people that want to be more serious about what they're learning and struggling with content that doesn't just attract the same six serious people any ideas okay so here's what she said self-inclined care and safety was the first thing that came to mind i think it's been covered before but as the group has such a transitional population it would be worth doing again i don't mind setting one up 
I'm not committing to anything at the moment as I have some stuff going on that requires my attention. U.S. time zone discussions are difficult for me to attend as I'm watching Z's if I'm not if I'm fortunate. Uh, talk about coach, client care, and safety. There are many within the group that have shared how they live with various mental issues and some of the clients that come to them with experiences of abuse. How to ensure that you are keeping yourself safe and client safe, the client safe within this is something I would deem as value for those who wish to practice. Now, what I've been trying to do, and this isn't business related, is just to create a tutorial on how to develop a website, aesthetics, colors, etc. And that's kind of where the confusion got. But basically what it feels like is if someone posts something, everyone else starts to go with the flow on it. That's the opinion of everybody. So I couldn't defend myself. And that's an unintended bias that we need to get past. It's unintentional. And that happens. That's the bias I'm kind of referring to. No longer are we dissecting anything and trying to get to the root of it. Or, or what's really, what am I really teaching? It's just, yep, that's bad. Sounds bad, so it's got to be bad. So I'm with that person automatically by default. You know, and, and, and that was the argument over the debate of the elections. So I was pretty livid about this. I was pretty upset, and I didn't like it. And so I called her out. I called it out. I said, hey, basically, what do you think then I should do? And that response that she gave to me sounds like, well, uh, that, that sounds like business. So does some of the other things we do. So really, it's a definition of what, what's going on here. It's not a scam. I'm not doing the, here's how to make a five-digit income. Here's how to make a lot of money. Here's how to, that's that would be business-related. That would be marketing. That would be, I'm just going over how to develop the website. How to put your name on something and how to put a category in there and how people can get a hold of you. That's all I'm trying to do. So you can see my frustration and where my judgment is. And why I'm kind of frustrated and upset about it. I think it's very it's a very valid reason to be upset and frustrated. So, you know, that that's kind of one thing that I you know, it's weird to kind of correlate both the things of our childhood and and, and development and how it makes us feel as adults, because a lot of times we are going with the flow. We had parents that didn't encourage us to really explore and do things, or maybe we had parents that did, and and now we're doing kind of whatever we want. But There's a fault to everything. There has to be a balance. Anything that doesn't have a balance or is imbalanced obviously uh, creates a different effect. So, uh, for instance, the gun control laws. If we want to get rid of guns, that's fine. And if we want the safety only to be in our protectors, in order for them to conduct safe procedures, that means we have to give up our civil rights, our right to privacy, our right to travel along a road and not be pulled over just for any reason. You know, that's, and there's semantics within that. Yes, we're going to argue all sorts of stuff, but it's a bias. It's a thing that we need to work past. We need to consider all the factors before making a diagnosis if it's going to be good for the country or if it's not. Hopefully, I make sense there. So this is applied to anything else in life. If you have a boss that's giving you trouble, diagnose it. Figure out, am I right in being angry in response? Because sometimes it's okay. Let them know your intent. Hey, boss. I don't appreciate that. 
Be all scary and squinty-eyed. Like you're going to punch the shit out of him. I'm kidding. Don't do that to your boss. That's bad. Yes, I'm telling you no. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, don't punch your boss. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, don't punch your boss. No matter how much you want to. So we need to apply this to everything we do in life. And sometimes it happens to where we are in thinking correctly. So don't be afraid to ask for help, ask for opinions and that such. However, there's an imbalance to that. I've seen people create a dependency upon, upon asking other people. Then they have to ask this person what their opinion is. Then they have to go, I have to talk to this person in order to figure this out. Oh, I don't know how to what to think on this because this person always says the great, the best stuff. So there's a dependency. So figure out a system that works for you because you don't want to develop a dependency either. That's not being an adult. That's being a child again or childlike, you know, in that sense. So there's a, there's a lot to it. Hopefully this is helping a little bit with the concept and understanding of, I guess, more bias than anything. And when we raise our children, it's dependent upon how they turn out as adults. It's the stages in life. So look up Eric Erickson's model of child development. That's one. Uh, Banduras has one. Uh, Freud has one. And they're very comparable. They're all they're three different kind of times and eras and people with similar observations. All slightly different with helpful information. So that's, that's kind of a unique uh, system to kind of show you where the potential truth lies. That's It's a matter of physics. It's not a matter of perception because how we perceptualize things is based on the knowledge we have and how and the knowledge we have is based on what we're willing to accept in, in, in our perception so apply what you know do your best get opinions develop a uh, truth or a plan or belief based off something solid a solid foundation just like the good old Bible teaches. Don't build a house on an unsolid foundation. Hopefully I've helped. Hopefully I've given you some inspiration for the week, for the day. It is Monday. I hate Mondays. I don't know why everyone hates a Monday. If it's because you didn't feel you did enough for the weekend. Or I honestly just enjoy my quiet time. So if you do too, awesome. All the power to you. Enjoy your quiet time. Take some you time. It's totally okay. And we all need to recharge. When we are tired and exhausted, we are the most vulnerable and the most uh, sensitive to emotions. That's when our emotional uh, brain center tends to just fire up. So if we're sad, we're sad. And if we're tired, we're sad. You know, and if we're tired, we're grumpy and sad. If we're hungry, we're really, really sad. But no matter what the case, I hope I've helped and I hope I've given you some viable information or learning for the rest of the week to at least start studying some things uh look up bias and child development and look up or just look up child development from any one of the amazing psychologists or psychiatrists or psychotherapists whatever their titles are there's so many uh seriously when i was looking through my um to go through my masters there's like 20 or 30 options for psychology and psychiatry it's insane Anyways, that's all I have. Thanks for listening. If I want you on the show, I want to know who you are, what you do, and I want you part of the conversation. 
So feel free to get a hold of me and we will set that up and add your comments and questions in the comments below, above, on the side, wherever they are. Find me on any of the social medias. Check out my eBay store where I sell books. Stores. I think it's stores.ebay.com forward slash Adams Finds. And uh, yeah, you know, buy some stuff. But uh, let's get in on the conversation. Let's get this going and amped up a little bit where I'm not just rambling because I can ramble all day and I got so much to complain about. That's not what you want to hear. At least I don't think so. All right, I'm out. This is Adam signing off.